Yo, what's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to the No Prisoners podcast. Just want to give a quick shout out to After Five Media for putting this whole thing together. If you're ever in any need of media services, such as photos, videos, even podcasting, check them out. They got you covered. Link is in the description below. Also, check out their Adobe stock links and also their Love Pack links. It's a great way to get your business looking nice and professional, whether it's your website or your Instagram posts. They got you covered. Also, check out our affiliate links for extra wallets i use the wallet myself best wallet i've ever purchased they come in aluminum leather whatever material you can think of they got you and they're so sleek and so damn good looking i don't know what else to say about it check them out link in the description below and last but not least enjoy the show This is going to be a good episode. I know that for a fact because we've been sitting here for probably, minutes, you, at, like dude, we've hour. been sitting here for like at least 40 minutes yeah. having a good time before the show <laughs> with uh, my new friend Byron, yes, met, met on Instagram. I was following him for a little bit um, and his life or like what, what little of it he did show um, was, was really awesome to me. It seemed like he had a really close family. He spends a lot of time flying in the air. Um, he's a businessman, uh, and like after following him for such a long time, I was just really interested to get him in here and just kind of learn about, uh, his businesses and kind of how he got into business, you know, his philosophies and just, you know, take whatever we could away f uh, from this man. Cause there, there's definitely like good vibe here for sure. So welcome. Um, just <laughs> where do we start? Um, so you own, what, what is your business, your main business? Uh, my main business is uh, Interstate Transportation Systems, uh, which has um, a couple of different divisions under it. Uh, you have Interstate Fleet Services. Um, and that is a, uh, it's a fleet management company. So yeah, you were saying it's like AAA for trucking. That's the perfect analogy. We're like the AAA of the trucking business. When big tractor trailers and heavy equipment and, uh, you know, buses and uh, whatever kind of commercial vehicle uh, has a disabled breakdown on the side of the road, we send our diesel technicians out who are on call to go out and repair them on the roadside. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really unique that, like, you, like you kind of, this all kind of came together and, like, you came in um, at this time because I've been hearing a lot because we're involved in the construction industry and everything we get comes on trucks right. or is delivered on trucks mm -hmm. or, you know, the stuff we're buying has material, like that company's getting trucks delivered to them that yep. they need and all that industry is completely torn up right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what, do you see any end in sight in there or do you see any solution to, like, how much that industry is in turmoil right now? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, I mean, it's been worse, you know, it's, it's been a lot worse than what it is right now. Um, but you know, trucking is based on the consumer. So, you know, it's, it's based on what's on the shelves and what's, what's, um, and what people are buying. You know, if people are out buying things and people are uh, shopping, then the trucks are going to keep moving. You know, trucks move America, you know, at, you know, it's not going to be much that's going to stop trucks. You may slow it down, but it's not going to stop them. And uh, because because it, it that's how that's the way we get freight moved around. That's the way you move the freight on the back of a truck. Uh, you know you got other ways to move. Uh, you know you got ships and airplanes, but when it get to the port, 
got to get it to the store. That's the only one way to get there, and that's the trucks. Yeah, because so, stuff like stuff like cereal and lumber, like you can't fly that into a delivery. It would be so astronomically expensive and inefficient. It just wouldn't make sense. That's correct. So that's why they use trucks because, uh, you know, and ships don't go everywhere, and and uh, you can't put everything on an airplane. So what, like, how did we get here into the trucking industry like the way it is today? It, was it people? Was the corona kind of like? led people to take a step back from trucking or is it like an increase in people buying like merchandise? Like what did, what do you see as like the main component, like our driver of that? When they start shutting down uh, the cities, yeah. telling people that they can't go to shop and the stores stop buying things. Okay. Uh, the consumers stop shopping. Um, so the stores stop ordering truckloads of whatever it is, you know, uh, supermarkets, you know, wasn't ordering um, you know the things that we, when people were only concerned about toilet paper. Well, right, but, <laughs> yeah. but they couldn't even get it. Yeah. You know, they they wanted to order it, but they couldn't get it. And and uh, and no, so many people were short of staff. Um, and the manufacturing companies that was making the toilet paper because the businesses are shut down, so you know they can't produce it, and then they, they can't don't have it. the room to store it because their warehouse is full and yep. they can't get it out of the house. They so. can't they can't move it. So now you're stuck. And uh, and and it gets to the store. I mean, it can't get to the store because the trucking companies are laying people off because the manufacturers who we haul for is not is not making anything. So are we kind of playing like this like weird puzzle of backlog, waiting for stuff to kind of like fall back into place to like so we can ebb and flow at a more steady state. Yeah, everybody's careful right now. You know, it's 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 um you know if you're in the trucking business right now. You know, you're really paying attention to um, what they're saying about mask, and because that's the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, what can this mask thing go to? Can it go to? <laughs> you know, today is you better wear a mask. Next month, it might be the stores are not allowing you to come in at a certain time, or certain people, a uh, certain amount of people can't come in, or uh, we're closed. Yeah, you know, so. So you, you, you just, you're paying attention and you're, you're paying attention to the trends of what may and may not happen. Interesting. Do you, do you foresee from like where you stand currently, do you foresee like another shutdown or some sort of like no movement like that? Or do you just think like, it'll be like these random mandates on and off? Yeah, I think it's, I think, I think we're past the height of the surge where, um, you know, you know, according to the government, a lot of people has uh, gotten the vaccine, so um, I think that we, uh, I think we're, we're we're in a better place than we were when it first went down. Yeah, like how you said, according to the government. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's <laughs> who knows, who knows. Like you hope for the best, but who exactly. knows like, who's who knows who's running that calculator? Right? That's exactly right. So I mean, you know, but you would hope that if they're saying that the vaccine, you know. Is, is working and uh and people see that it's working um then we're i like to think we're in a better place than we were last year last year was 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 tough for so many i mean since i've been in business i had never seen it other than 2008 um you know with the recession uh but i hadn't seen it to the point where the government was giving out business giving money to businesses and ppp and take this to try to hang on and you know, I'd never seen it that bad. I, you know, even in two thousand and eight, we didn't 
get anything from the government. Nobody got anything. It was just a recession. They bailed out the banks. You know, mm. the banks got all the money. You know, all the Wall Street got the money, you know, so. This time, everybody got money. This time, everybody got the money. So that's what concerned a lot of people, uh, including me, because it's, you start thinking, and remember I told you earlier before we went on air that um, that I'm always on edge. You know, I'm thinking like, man, if they gave us money, like people people were like, they gave us money good. I'm like, they gave us money. This, this shit got to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. They, they giving us dough, like, you know, and it ain't just a little bit. They... They giving up three months of your payroll. Like this might be bad. Yeah. So, and I'm always long haul. Like I don't think about right now today. I always think about so far ahead. Like mm. you know. And so I was looking at um, how far down the road do you like typically look when you're like making decisions and doing things like that? Years, man. Like years. Like I'm I'm being when I'm thinking about the decisions I make today. How is it going to impact me 10 years from now? And more so, how is it going to impact my family? Mm. Like, like when I think about the moves I make in business and how I move, I don't think about myself. I think about more so my mother and my wife. Um, my mother's older, and my wife, you know, she, she depends on me. So without me, I have to, uh, you know, really – it, wreck, it, it wrecks my brain to to kind of think, well, how would they be okay? Yeah, so you have to structure, like, you kind of structure the decisions you make in business so that they would benefit, like, no matter what, when you, if you were absent. God forbid you were absent. And, 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 and it's not even just them. I mean, you know, I think it's more so down to, to my employees as well. You know, um, I, I'm always, any employee that works, that sees me daily will, will tell you, you know, I'm always thinking the worst like you know like man you gotta buy yourself a house because you know you can't be renting you know and uh you gotta you know do this i'm always on top of them you know uh my buddy Corey, uh before he passed before he passed away he was um he was uh he wasn't a homeowner just yet mm. and i was really on him about becoming a homeowner because i was looking at his situation with his family you know he had a wife and he have kids and what my biggest fear was actually happened. You know, he passed and they didn't have a home. So he wasn't able to make that move for them before he actually left the earth. Mm. And, uh, and, and so now the, you know, his wife, his widow has to, um, has to fend and, and step up and try to make those moves and decisions now and figure it out and figure it out. And that's yeah. one of the hardest things to, to, to have to figure out. Um, so that's what I try to do. You know, it, it's already going to be hard enough if you're not here no more. Yeah. That's already a task right there. It's just for your loved ones to just cope with you not being here no more. It's a little easier to do it. If things are laid out the way you need to lay them out before you leave the earth. And that's why I operate the way that I do, you know, in, in fear. <laughs> Everything's in fear. Yeah. You know, oh, what if, man, what, what, well, what if I pass away? Or, you know, you know, I mean, people tell me all the time, like, stop talking about that. Like, you know, like, you're, you're being creepy. No, I'm being careful. I mean, there was a time when my grandmom said to me, you know, before she passed away, Byron, I want you to come over here. And, you know, and she's like, I'm like, all right, for what, Grandma? She said, because I need to go over my will with you. 
because I'm not going to be asking. I'm not coming over there to talk about that. <laughs> like, I'm not coming over there to talk about your, 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 she's like, no, I need you to come. So as I got older, you start understanding like, oh shit. Like, yeah, How man. old were you when you kind of like started putting that mentality together? Um, 15, 15, uh, 16 ish. Like, you know, right around that time when my dad died and I had to figure it out. My dad died. I was 16 years old. So when I had to start making decisions and like that was the first news flash for me is when because I depended on him. Yeah. You know, I lived with my father full time. You know, I would go. My father and my mom was separated. So I would go see my mom on, you know, most weekends. And but I depended on him. So when that depending uh, the person that you're depending on wasn't there no more, you had to start figuring things out. Yeah. And that's that's one of the most hurtful things in the world. So I had to. It's one thing to figure it out. You, sixteen years old. This is a whole different ball game. So yeah, that's that's more a real like. There's a lot of game time decisions being made at that age. Yeah, the only thing I have, you know, that helped me out along the way is I hung around some some older people, you know, from like thirteen on up to like you know seventeen. Even now, most of my good friends are a lot older than me. Mm. So that's helped out because you can. You know, see them and ask them, like, "Hey, what happened with this?" Or, but everything that I've done has been motivated by probably somebody that's older than me. I mean, from you know things like real estate and you know business ownership and even being a pilot. You know, being a pilot, you know, it took me to see a good friend of mine, you know, um, land his helicopter behind my office over and over and over again before I walked over to that grass and said, "Who are you?" And what do you do? <laughs> like Will Smith did on on uh, on uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, yeah I love that guy. movie. Yeah, that's exactly so, how what, I yeah, just, what, what do you do? That's exactly what I said. Who are you and what do you do? And, and, and I mean, he looked at me like I was crazy. He didn't say, I'm a stockbroker like the guy. <laughs> yeah, he looked at me. But, I mean, you know, fast forward. That was in 2000, I think, 13. And now we're really, really good friends. And um, And if it wasn't for him, you know, I wouldn't even be a pilot right now. So do you fly single prop mm-hmm. currently? Yep. And like, what kind of plane do you have? A Cirrus uh, SR twenty two G six. That sounds uh, fancy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a it's a it's a nice ride. We call it the little Ferrari or the Bugatti of the air. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's a nice ride. Um, you know, and it's it gets it gets you where you need to go. Yeah. So, is is this like the first plane you owned or purchased? Yeah. So. Um, so I'm in a partnership with our plane, uh, but, um, I am a um, part owner of it. And, um, I understand that that's like the way to go though. Well, there's pros and cons to it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, there, there's pros and cons to having partners and more so the only con that you would have is scheduling Mm -hmm. because when your partners have the plane, you can't use it, you can't use it, but we have a great app. So if I want to use it, I go in there and. And it, you, you don't have 30 people in there. It's three or four people. And, you know, but, you know, when the plane costs a mill and some change, you want to split it up four ways. Yeah. So it makes everything, you know, affordable for everyone. Mm. And you, it's, and the plane is not like a car. So you're not going to fly it every single day. Yeah. There's know? a lot of downtimes with those vehicles. So you want to maximize, like, the use of the vehicle so you share it. That's, ex- that, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. So, you know, but I'm getting to the point now where I don't even want to share how many days like how many days a week or like a month do you like end up flying i i'm still doing a lot of training um i'm doing a a training right now for instrument 
Um, so I'm probably flying comfortably two to three days a week right now. Um, if I'm not training and, and it's just like business stuff, probably once a week, you know, mm-hmm. maybe once a week. Very This past weekend, I, I flew my brother and his, and his son up to New York, flipped around a Statue of Liberty, you know, up the uh, Hudson. That was the first time in probably a year that I did a leisure flight, just like some fun stuff. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I don't, I, when I'm flying, I'm going somewhere. And that's that's what, I like that. You know, I'm not the big one. It's really, it's not really like I'm flying. It's more so like the efficiency of the time you get back. For me, yeah. The the fun and games was, was over for me when I, when I uh, realized the, the real value, of the it. real value exactly of aviation, uh, especially being in business uh, and the type of business that I have. That means more to me than anything. Because you, how many locations or how many states do you guys operate in? Thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-five. So I got service trucks in thirty-five different states um, throughout North America, mostly on this side of the country. Uh, on the eastern side of the country, um, but I did just we just put somebody in Denver, Colorado, uh, so we're working we're working our way out to the west. Can we, you, how far can you fly in your plane? Uh, comfortably thousand miles, um, but I have a three hour personal minimum mm. that after three hours I've had enough. <laughs> so if I can get there in three hours, that's 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 it for the day. Or maybe if for at least about six or six hours or so. Yeah. But that's what my little personal minimum is. That's why I always, I, you know, I always make fun and say I need a faster plane. My buddy gets to Florida in three hours in his in his in his TBM, and it takes it would take me six hours. It's double, you know. But you know that's that's what uh that's why we always tease to say well keep working. And you keep <laughs> yeah, you got a faster plane. You'll get to Florida in three hours soon, buddy. Just keep building these businesses. Keep buying houses. That's what it's going to take. <laughs> so, damn. Is that is that like kind of like what your plane is up there? That one right there, kind of? Okay, so the one, I tell you what, if you just Google an N321GS, put, you put it all together. Put it all together. Now you're looking at TV remotes. <laughs> there's my plane right there oh wow actually there's a picture of me and quincy uh qdz yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's so a, funny that's a real solid dude he's a good friend of mine shout out to qdz <laughs> yeah that's so funny that you were like on one of the top nine pictures <laughs> up there <laughs> yeah yeah so that picture right there on the left, down at the bottom, yeah, that was the very. Fr- I took that picture. That was the very first day I seen that plane. That was when we first got it. How many, like, how many seats does it have? Uh, you can fit five people comfortably. Oh, uh, damn! An SUV in the air. Yeah, yeah. it's like a really yeah. expensive Jeep Cherokee. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just goes about two hundred and some odd miles an hour. But damn. so when you when you like started to become an, do you? you can you fly helicopters or just planes? No, just fixed aircraft. Um, you know, uh, you know, I I've flown in multiple helicopters. Uh, I have a friend of mine who flies both, and um, but I have no desire at this very time to fly helicopters. Yeah, it's like yeah. a whole other different thing 
throttling up and controlling the, you know. Yeah, it's a different it's a different ball game. Uh you know, I I enjoy I, listen, that's even more convenient than the airplane. Yeah, cuz you can land kind of wherever you want. If I look out my office door, there's a helipad right there, so imagine that, you know. Yeah. There's some video floating around on the internet of me flying on that helicopter and getting off and walking right across the grass like we was at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, that's, uh, that's awesome. Yep. So it's, it's, uh, Is that on your Instagram? Yeah, that's that's definitely on it's on my <laughs> IG. Look it up. Where do you – so, like, being in 35 states and, like, growing it, like, where, where are you currently trying to, like, push your business towards or, like, where are you trying to, like – Nationwide, um, I like to so I like to service all forty eight, uh, and every metropolitan area throughout the country. Um, I'd like to have a uh, you know guys in that. So, you know, it comes down to convenience. You know, for the customer to be able to call one person when they need something. Because you have some, you have a lot of people that operate nationally. Yeah, yeah. So you, so if they break down in one state, they have to call one dude. You'd rather them just call you. Yeah, most of our customers call us everywhere we are. But it's just like the, you know, what if I don't have somebody in that area? You know, um, I used to have a business where we would sub to work out, but it just wasn't a good fit for um, you know, a, a few of our customers and some of our vendors. So yeah, so just, just things didn't work out trying to manage like another person's business practices Correct. and then like apply them to your customer. We have, we have that problem. I'm not tr- so much anymore, but it is difficult to work. I'm in the fleet management. I'm in the fix and trust. I am a diesel mechanic by trade. So let me stick to what I know. Yeah. Let me stick to it. Cause that's what I'm good at. So, you know, let me stick to what I know I can do and really work my ass off to make that as big and badass as I can. Do you like, do you foresee like, what are the challenges taking a business from like one state across so many states that like people don't like if I'm a construction company, right. And I want to go into other States, mm-hmm. like off the top of your head, like what kind of like challenges would I overcome? Like trying to manage a company across such a large area. Well, um, I get asked that question a lot. Um, coming from the trucking business, when I had tractor trailers, the way I looked at it is I tractor trailers are all over the place. You know, they're going places, but you got to remember, in construction, you probably need bricks and mortar, you know. Um, in our business, it's just vehicles. I'm not attached to no vehicle whatsoever. I'm attached to my family. So if I need that vehicle to make me money and I just got to find the right person to hire, to put in there that I can trust, that's the most challenging part is finding good people. You hire good people at any business, and your business is going to thrive. That's the biggest challenge for any business owner. I don't care if you're making $100 a week or $100 million a week. The biggest challenge is the people. So in any business, scaling it. Okay, you're here in Pennsylvania, Buckingham. All right, you got an office in Florida. Who are you depending on down there to go see that homeowner at nine o'clock tomorrow morning? You know, you'd be there at nine o'clock, but are they going to be there at nine o'clock? Mm. Or are they going to be there at nine 15? Or are they going to call you and tell you that they kid threw up on their brand new suit or somebody died or some BS that's going to stop them from you making your business thrive in Florida. 
Yeah. It all comes down to the people. You know, if you're a people person and you know how to build up people, you're going to do well in any business. Don't matter what the business is, construction, transportation, pharmaceutical, it doesn't matter. It's all about the people, the culture that you create within your office and within your organization. And if you can master that, then you're going to be a, a, a really great success story. So, so that's the biggest challenge is, is the people. I mean, the, the business is the easy part. Did you find that, like, you you were able to, like, manage people to a certain degree because, like, you held yourself to a certain standard? Or, like, what was your, like, initial, I guess, you know, why, like, why did you become a leader, I guess, of your business? Like, how, how come people saw you that way? Because um, I don't micromanage them. You know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I used to kind of like, I micromanage myself, but I don't, I don't make people feel like, you know, listen, we, we either going to get money together or we ain't. It's just that simple. Do yeah. you, we going to make some money or you ain't, we ain't going to make no money. I'm going to either make money with you or somebody else. So here's the job. I need you to do this. Do you want to do it? Yeah, B, I want to do it. All right, well, let's go. If you don't want to do it, that's cool. Mm. Don't stop me from me doing me because you want to, you know, slow me down. Let me go. If this ain't what you want to do, let me go so I can go find somebody that want to do it. So I guess getting to the point of um, just being transparent with people and talking to people and just kind of like, you know, just dealing with them. I got this electrician, right? He's a good friend of mine. I'm not going to say his name, but a lot of people watching this video, y'all know who I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> he just can't be straight up. You know, yo, Byron, I'm going to be there tomorrow at 8 o'clock. At 8 o'clock, float around, and he ain't there. Now, I know he means well, but goddamn, like, if you tell me you're going to do something, do it. I had that problem when I was a kid. I used to drive my tow truck, and... My my buddy Dan Daniel Robinson he would call me up, and he had a Sunoco service center, and he would call me up and he would say, "Byron, I need you for a tow." This is back in the day when we had beepers. Mm-hmm. I call him back in five minutes, like, "Yo, I'm I'm," you know. He like, "I got a tow for you." I said, "All right, bet." Where you at? I'm five minutes away. That's what you would say. I that's what I would always say. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter where I was. <laughs> I'm five minutes away. I'll be there in five minutes. 20 minutes later, I'm three minutes away. <laughs> and then, you know, and then one day he said, <laughs> you finally, you listen, you get, you, everybody's you, got a friend like that. Listen, listen, you get, listen, he, at, at, at one minute, I'm right around the corner and I'm freaking in center city trying to get my ass through traffic. You learn to, you know, to, to, to change, um, after some really intense talks with people, um, you know, he sat down and talked to me like, Byron, you know, you got to be a man of your word. And um, and being a man of your word is, you know, for me, I didn't think that, you know, I probably just thought I was going to lose the business if I didn't tell him I was going to be there right then and there. Yeah. You know, I have customers all the time that tell me, Byron, I'd rather you tell me you can't help me than to send a shitty technician to do my work. I'd rather give you the business later then you send just anybody to do my work. 
from that point on, it made it easier for me to part ways with technicians that wasn't doing the job the way I needed to do it to get the job done. Because the same way with Dan, I would only tell him that because I thought I was going to lose the business. When he sat down with me and he said to me, Byron, just tell me you're going to be there at a certain time. I'm going to let the customer know. We're still going to get the money. But I only did it in fear. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They do it in fear if they're not organized. You know, some people that's is just not organized. They just say anything out of their mouth. But you do it thinking that you're going to lose something. You know, I got a buddy of mine that very successful, billionaire status. And he told me, he said, I got a call from Amtrak one day. They wanted me to build something. He said, I could do it. I didn't even draw the damn print yet. You know, like I didn't even put it on paper yet. But he's like, you know, I, I did it. You know, I got it. I took the order and whatever. But we do that and we think I'm going to lose this business if I don't give them a great ETA or estimated time that it's going to be done. And it's it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's being more transparent with people. You just really, really want to be straight up, you know, about what you can do and what you can't do. And you'll find in doing so, it ain't going to even change your bottom line. It's just going to make relationships better. Yeah, I find that um, we're, we're good at communicating with our customers. Yeah. Where our failure is, is that we're taking information from, like, subcontractors or material suppliers that yep. are behaving that fashion. Yeah. And then, like, we got to go back to the customer. And I've now learned over, like, this is recent, like last three months. Yeah. So we had like a tile guy who was doing it to us all the time. Or he'd yep. be like, I'm being there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be like, dude, this house has a delivery date. Like customers yeah. are moving into it. Yeah. You need to be here when you say you're going to be here because we're communicating to uh, like our customers who are depending on us. Like I bet on you. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's definitely like, I know that feeling like it happens all the time. So now I got into the habit of like, if I know the customers really well, I'll be like, like Hey, look, this is what he told me. I'm not getting a good vibe about it. Yeah. I'm going to follow up continuously and update you as it's going. But, like, just know that, like, we're doing what we can here. That is the biggest problem being a developer right now is dealing with vendors, dealing with repair companies. That is the biggest. If any developer, you sat down, you interviewed them, I don't care who it is, it can be somebody's high up as Bart Blatstein, somebody as small as the new guy getting started. The biggest problem is contractors, is vendors hiring these these contractors. And, you know, that's why, um, you know, earlier today I, I just talked to the gutter guys. You know, gutter guys came out to my house and gave me a price that was literally double what most people would charge for gutters. But I deal with them because I ain't got to worry about calling them again. Yeah. I gave them their money. They're going to be there on the day that they say they're going to be there. Shout out to the gutter guys because they are. The, uh, the company is called the gutter guys. Yeah. Yeah. I use them. You remember, do you remember the club awesome yeah. thing? We built that pool and everything. That was my first time using them. And I was like, I'm not calling them. And the customer was there like, no, no, call them. And I called them up. And just from my initial experience dealing with them on the phone, like their system I was like, there's not a doubt in my mind. They're showing yeah. up exactly when they're going to say yeah, they're going to be that's what they do. And like, it was know? insane. I was like, how are you sure? I literally called the lady out. I was like, how are you sure about that? And she was like, we know. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, have, you know they have gutters down to a science. Yep. And they're not the only company. I mean, there's other companies that, you know, when you need something done, you, you know, you either want it done fast and efficient, but it ain't going to be affordable. It's going to be on the higher end. 
but you're paying for service. So if you want it done cheap, just be, you know, if you're trying to save money and still get it right, you know, you, you're probably going to deal with some some calling back, you know, and people telling you that I'm going to be there and I ain't going to be there. You know, and that's what I get. You know, my electrician is just real cheap. He's great at his job. I mean, he get praised by the uh, by the inspectors all the time, you know. But when you pay the, the money. He's good at running wires, but he's not good at time management or. No. Showing up or nope, wearing not at all. And he's a great friend of mine, and he know I don't care. I'll tell the world, like you know, you you know how to you know how to run some wire, bro. But your organization sucks, you know. And 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 I don't even care because, you know, that's that's what it. If you you ain't his friend, if you you scared to tell him, yeah. You know, if I'm missing the mark and you don't tell me, you ain't my friend. You you know, I might not like it when you tell me, but. We ain't cool. We ain't brown. If you if you if you know, I ain't shit, and you ain't gonna tell me. Listen, my my friends, if they ain't shit, I tell them <laughs> straight up. Like you know, if you if you don't, you gonna respect me later because you are gonna know I was I was one hundred with it. Yeah, you know. So, and I and I tell you know anybody that's around me. I don't need no yes men. I don't need people that's just going yeah yeah Byron whatever yeah yeah just every no I don't need none of that. I need somebody that's gonna disagree with me. Like tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I should, and that's who that's who Corey was. You know, you know that's who that's who he was. He, you know, I I tell Corey in a heartbeat, tell that motherfucker that you know he fired, <laughs> you know, and tell him just like that. And Corey say, Byron, we cannot do that, sir. <laughs> God rest his soul. You know, we can't do that, B. You tell that motherfucker he fired right now, <laughs> Byron. I'm not doing that, sir. <laughs> And then he'll take my words. All right, Byron, I tell him, and then I hear him in the office, sir, I'm sorry, but we are not able to use you anymore. We, we, <laughs> we wish you the best. <laughs> we wish you all the best. <laughs> that ain't what the fuck I said. I'll tell you, man, that was my boy. But he was he was that one that took it and just kind of, like, put the filter on me a little bit and made it right for the people. But he, he always gave it to me straight, and that's why I kept him close to me. You know, I don't care what nobody would say, but that's that's exactly why. Um, and I told him that, you know, I told him over the years because he was a yes man at first, you know, just always saying what I think, what he think I want to hear. And I had to tell him, like, Berg, I need you to, like, disagree with me sometimes because, you know, I'm only as good as the people that's around me, you know. And and, and if, if you got people around you just agreeing with anything you say, you got the wrong people around you, you know. And I'm not saying that they got to tell you in public. But somebody that's close to you got to be able to pull you to the side and tell you, I don't care who you are, you out of line. You out of line, you got to you gotta fix that. You know, you got to make that right. You know, and, and, and um, you know, it's not right that we do that. And, you know, and I'm, I'm happy that I had our relationship because he was the one that de- definitely did that for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, cheers to that. That's about, like, not everybody has even that relationship right. in life. So, yeah. like, I definitely, that, like, you should definitely feel privileged to, like, even... Yeah, have had that. For Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I, the, having like those yes type people around you mm-hmm. is a cancer to a business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just going to agree with you. Everything. Would you like, how do you go? Because like how many employees do you have then? Like you have uh, a decent amount of people. Yeah. Um, at Interstate. Man, I don't know. It's um, it's up there. It's, I want to say probably total between all everything I got going on, probably close to 100. So, like, how do you, like, what system do you have to, like, 
like vet these people out or hire them? Like, do you interview them or do you have people that are interviewing them? Like, how does this, like, how do you maintain that image across such a large area? So we have human resources. Um, and believe it or not, I'm literally still one foot in and, but I'm, I'm on my way out of it because we're getting ready to hire a recruiter, um, to go along with the HR, but you know, take it back two years. Uh, it was no different. Um, you know, Corey and I was in our office together, um, and he shadowed me for years. And we were the ones that was hiring people, you know, on all platforms, talking to people, video phone calls. Yeah, because you, um, you had to be the one to pick the people for your business. Yeah. So, I mean, and we got to vet people. So, you know, you got to look through a lot of resumes and, and find the right person and make sure that they are fit for you and make sure that they're willing to do your job and and you still going to do all that and you still going to have turnover. Yeah. You're going to go through it, you know. You know, you're going to hire 10 people, you might keep 3. You know, th- and I mean for the long haul, you're going to turn over 7. Mm. You know, my brother Brandon told me one day, you know, he was, he was arguing this is years and years and years ago. He said, "You got a revolving door. Every everybody keep coming and leaving." I said, "Google got a revolving door." <laughs> <laughs> University of Pennsylvania got a revolving door. Every business if you got a lot of people working for you, it's it's going to be a revolving door. It's just what it is. People's needs are going to change, you know, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know, especially nowadays in our business. I mean, you know, I just lost one of my guys that I really, really value and, you know, really have an appreciation for his work. But he had, you know, he, he wanted to move on to some bigger and better things for him and his family. And you can't be mad at that, you know, and as much as we've, we threw everything at him but the kitchen sink to, to stay. <laughs> but, you know, he was a great guy. And we replaced him, you know, twice already. But, you know, but when you get good people, you got to try to hold on to them, you know, because uh, they don't stick around. You know, all birds ain't meant to be caged. Is there, like, any one characteristic or, like, attribute or something that, like, you look for in people that are working for you? like Road warrior. Relentless. That's your word? Road warrior. You got to be a hustler. I ain't in a bunch of excuses. I don't care who got, you know, it's, I, I tell my tenants the same way when I, when I move them in. Listen, I don't care who, who passed away, who got ran over with the Mack truck, whose grandmother's toenail fungus is growing into her mouth or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I just want I hope my that's rent not money. an actual <laughs> excuse. <laughs> like I, I don't, it, you hear the crazy, like, I just want my rent money. Just pay me or, or roll. Just pay <laughs> me or just give me my rent or roll out, you know? So I, I mean, you know, and, 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 and it's the same way in business. If you want to work, just be relentless about your job. Come to work. Give me, you ain't gotta give me nothing extra. Cause I don't want to pay you nothing extra. I'm gonna pay you for exactly what you do. Yeah. So if you give me forty, just expect forty. If you work one, ex- don't expect to get forty. You know. Um. And we're very generous with all of our employees. Um. You know, and all of our contractors across the country. You know, but more so, it's just mainly you know, just just be ready to work. Yeah. You know. You know. You find a lot of people are lazy nowadays, and you know, people. Some people are. You know try to use you and you know just trying to find an easy way to get ahead you know and it's like you knew what it was when you signed up for it this is what i'm gonna pay you why can't you just do the job yeah. i want to see you riding around in my service truck or stealing some supplies out of my truck or 
doing side jobs in my truck and you know like it's not even worth that like you know imagine if you know you sent your estimator out to to one of your properties to do a uh to 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 to, to do an estimate on an addition and they told you well we ain't gonna get it done and then a year later he's doing it on weekends yeah. he done stole your customer from you you know yeah. You know, like, you know, you done done all the work to get the customer, you know, whether you, you sourced them through the Internet or whatever. But it's your customer and they done, you know, sideswiped you and took your business. That's what I look for. I just look for, you know, just I'm I'm a straight arrow, man. You know, so it's like, you know, and I and the older I get, I, I'm not about I'm not for the BS. You know, how how old are you? though? 42. 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look good for 42. Man, I've been. When you say so. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. <laughs> I thought you, when you kept saying he was young, I was like, aren't you like 37? Like 37? <laughs> yeah, nah, I was man. like, how much older could he possibly yeah. be than me? <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, I'm 42, man, you know, 42. Oh, I'm I'm blessed, though. You know, I got a, I got a blessed life. And it ain't easy, man. I tell people, you know, a lot of people don't want to get in my, my shoes is a size 7, but trust me. It's every bit of that, you know. It, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it ain't some big it, shoes to fill. It, 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 trust me, they small, but they some big shoes to fill, you know. And people say, Your feet so small. You couldn't stand in my shoes if you tried. You know, <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Don't nobody want this smoke. It's it's a <laughs> lot of smoke that come with this life. <laughs> yeah. Believe that. Yeah, but you seem like you you kinda have like at this point in your life you you look like you have like a good recipe down. Like you seem like your family looks very happy. Like I, like I see you working, you know, on your personal home, mm-hmm. you've, you know, developed your business to, I mean, 35 states is a well, lot. Well, you know, I, I took my own advice, you know, I, I took my own advice years ago and, and I've said this all across social media and, um, and it wasn't nothing that I got from anybody. It was something that I actually thought of in my own brain. And it and and I and it came down to it's not what you do, it's how much of it are you doing. And I found two things that work for me, that work for Byron. Yeah. Because what works for me ain't gonna work for you. It ain't gonna work for you, it ain't gonna work for Rocky, it ain't gonna work for nobody else. When God gives you something, he gave it to you. See, I can't be a home builder on your level because that's what God gave you. Yeah. So God gives us all gifts. And when God gave me the gift of being in the business that I'm in on my level, that's what that's for me. So I've come to the point where, yeah, I got a million ideas because I said something earlier today. If God gave you an idea, it wasn't meant to stay an idea. But you got to also recognize what am I good at? And you got to capitalize on that because it doesn't matter what you do. It's just how much of it are you doing? I mean, you like building homes. Why would I try to go do something else? Toll Brothers is building homes by the freaking dozens every minute. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you got people that's, uh, you know, doing different things. Yeah, you can diversify. It's nothing wrong with that. So for me, I look at, okay, all right, I'm in the transportation industry. I'm good at transportation and logistics that's what i'm great at i know how to do fleet management i know how to do logistics i know how to do otr ltl i am great with transportation and that came from learning by way of failing so you learn 
over time because you've had failures. So you just failed a lot very quickly yep. in the beginning. Yeah. Because sure. you, you were you were probably running where other people were walking. So you were coming up on obstacles much yep. more rapidly. And thing it's probably to like the outside world seemed like a lot of things were happening to you, but you were just moving fast. My brothers thought I was making money, big money. I'm talking and I was trying my best to stay afloat, but I, there was a time where my payroll was getting made, but my wife and I had to heat up our house with the oven because we couldn't afford heating oil. But I might have just paid a $10,000 payroll that week. And my brother was on the payroll, and I would pay him before I paid myself. But all of them, they just look at the outside, and they think that you you got it like that. Yeah. And they don't know that what it costs to really be in, in business. I find that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's what it is. Um, but when you but when you actually in business and you the one with all the bills, then they and you know, and they finally at one point they go out and they try it. They like, oh woof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we you don't really get too many people saying they're gonna like try and do what we're doing. Right. Because we're kinda we're kind of the new guys on the block right. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, we have experience and we're good at what we're doing and like we, you know, know how to put the money together, but like we're still the small guy in a big pond. Absolutely. So or ocean or whatever you want to reference. Like people you like, you come on in, try it out. Like yeah. we we did a presentation for some realtors the other day, kind of to educate them on like how to help their clients go through like a new construction process. Like what does yeah. that even cost? Right. And when, you know, we got through the financials and like you get to see the people writing it down and like, we're going through like, all right, well land development, so, like this is your site cost, septic, bringing water in all this stuff. You're like at the end of the project, you're like, well, like, okay, like how much money do you think is left for the builder? Right. <laughs> you guys are selling these homes. Like this right. is how much it costs. Yeah. How much is left for the builder? Yeah. Cause like you guys all think like, everybody's making money as a builder out here. And like, you're like, Oh, they're a builder. They're making money. And it's like, they don't really know what it takes like strategically and nope. relationships we have to put in place and then identifying bad ones and then doing that for like years until it works out. But that's the biggest thing. In business. So, but it's kind of the path you choose. Th that's, that's a problem across all industries. How much does it cost to, to, to do business? Yeah. You know, what do I need to do business? Most business owners, I want to say most, don't know what it takes to run their business day to day as far as a financial stuff. How much do I need every month to operate for payroll, for the phone bill, for me to make a profit, for everything? What is that number? You ask most business owners, I mean, they probably say, I don't know. It's That's 100% fact. I'm a member of a Facebook group. Uh, I think it's called Future Tradespeople of America uh -huh. or whatever. And it started very small and now it's in the thousands. And every now and then I check on, you know, what the people are asking and stuff because I definitely have a goal to, you know, generate content to, like, kind of help out some of these questions. Yeah. Because they're good questions, but they're the wrong questions. Right. It's, right. you know, hey, I'm a painter. You know, normally I do, like, this, this, and this. But, I'm, you know, I just took my first ho full house job how do I charge for sanding and prepping all the baseboard? Right. Or like, how much should I charge? I, I, I'm reading that two ninety nine a linear foot's like the price right now. 
It's like, what in God? I'll comment sometimes and like, like it'd be like, oh, well, he's, he's allowed to ask these questions. I'm like, yes, he is allowed. But like, if you lead a horse to water, like, yeah, he's going to drink. But like, what are you really doing? Yeah. yeah, what are you really going to do yep. for that person? So like, when you see those things, I'm like, you all like, and it's so bad in that group that I'm like, at first I was getting so annoyed. And then I was like, I'm in a position of privilege because I'm looking at all this because like, how do you not understand the way to do business is that you got to figure out what your monthly overhead and yeah. all of these things and these things that I just take for granted because like I started out so young, right? Like hustling, whatever t-shirts and you know, everything we could figure out. Well, we could sell this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you learn those things by accident, but when you look back, you're like, Wow, like if some if some of these people listen to like even just like a percentage of the stuff, I could tell them, like it would have life changing implications. For yeah, them. yeah. And that's I mean, like I made a question one day. I was like, how many people in here would like use a spreadsheet if I made like a video and like taught you guys how to like start calculating some of your costs or bidding this way? And like the amount of I've never gotten on anything I've posted ever. I've never gotten that amount of response. Wow. On anything. Like pictures, cool pictures, houses, like whatever. Like the amount of people that responded back to that, I was like, damn, I actually have to do this now. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, shit. Got to set aside a Friday or something to make this video. (laughs) Because like the more and more I thought about it, I was like, well, where do you start? You're like, all right, well, you're building a deck. Like you're like, all right, no, you got to start with probably what are your costs? Like what do you, and then how much do you need to make? Right to break even, and then like how like what is it going to take to sell that? And yep. then you know you build it from there, but you just take that for granted when you've been doing it a while. But I you mean that's see everybody it everywhere. Everybody, man, everybody. I'm gonna just start start a business. I don't need to make no money. You know, twenty years later, I'm still broke. You know, I'm, it's I not a need, business; it's a hobby. Right? Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Like you know, I don't need to pay no bills. You know, but. I'm just going to go start something and not even know the cost of being in business, you know. And and, and I learned that quick because I, I didn't know at a time. You know, I didn't know. You know, 10 years ago, I didn't know what it took. But now down to the T, I know what I need to make every single day to know what I need to do where if I'm off or if we need to catch up a little bit or, you know. So, you know, you, you only know that because, I mean, when you start having some serious obligations – especially payroll that's, you know, so high and, you know, you got to get all the bad apples out that ain't pulling their weight, you know. Um, you got to be able to identify those things. Did you ever, like, your company's, like, pretty sizable. Did you ever have help or, like, bring in outside help to, like, help you scale it at any point in time? Or mm-hmm. did you always kind of just trial and error, push forward, come back, push forward, come back? Yeah, yeah, I never, um, I never brought in anyone. Um, just, just, uh, just God, you know, it's been me me and God since day one, he's my only partner and everything. So, you know, um, you know, my family's helped me out a lot. My wife has helped me out, you know, give me a lot of her expertise in the human resources field. Um, I got a, you know, I got a great team of folks, you know, that, that, that work, that work for me. You know, I got some really, really dope people that, that work for me and I've always been fortunate even the folks that don't work for me no more, you know, they've always been great enough to bring something to the table that was able to help me scale the business, um, you know, and, and, and help me uh, along the way. So, you know, I, 
we all learn together, you know, and, and one thing about my business is I, you know, is I always try to keep the expenses down, you know, to the point where we can try to make some money, you know, you know, instead of going, I've been out there already with the heavy, you know, truck payments and different things like that, the things that have put you out of business, you know, I didn't want to go through that again. So, you know, so, but, you know, just other than, you know, like truck notes and loans and things like that, you know, like credit cards, just never anybody to actually help us like scale, just, just, uh, just kept going to work every day and just, and and still to this day, you know, I'm 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 coming fresh off of leaving the office to come here, um, but yeah, just just uh, just just hustling daily. That's that's the only real real way that we've ever got anything that we have. I mean, everything I got came from hustling. Do you read like Do you read ever like read books or anything like that? I hate reading. Um, I I, I, I I'm reading now right now because I'm studying and I, and I hate it. Uh, you know <laughs> what for flying yeah man yeah. and listen i enjoy flying but i, I don't even like reading about it um <laughs> i i i would read like i now i tell you one thing that i can get through reading um i can get through aviation stuff i don't enjoy it but i like reading uh developer books you know um you know uh you know it's funny because i have some really great um books that are on real estate that I actually really enjoy reading. And it always came from somebody that actually uh, was in the real estate business that decided to write a book. So, you know, I just, you can relate to that person. Yeah, well, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's just, it's, it's refreshing to hear their story. You know, um, when you kind of start thinking about the things you go through yourself, you know, um, and even not only, you know, just that, you know, um, but just, Sometimes I take it and relate it to my own business and my own times that I've, you know, might have ran into some problems or, you know, people that's willing to speak openly and freely in their books. You know, sometimes you can take those things and kind of like, okay, man, I went through this. It's good to know that I ain't the only one going through it. Well, what did he do? You know, Mm. how did he conquer? You know, um, you know, one of my favorite books, it's not one of my favorite people. Let me make that very clear. (laughs) But Donald Trump's the art of the deal, you know. Was um, I not just talking about that book earlier yeah. at lunch? I was yeah. like, people, more people need to read this book. Yeah. Let me make this very clear. I like Donald Trump as a business person. It wasn't really, you know. I, 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 but you, I, we weren't electing, like, people, in my opinion, like, got off the, like, the reason we elect presidents. Like, we elect winners. Like, when you go into a fight, like, you don't bet on Mayweather because, like, He's a he's a good husband. Yeah, like you bet on him because he's gonna win. Donald, and and Donald, Donald Trump was, at the time, you know, trying to set us up to win, and his his book was really powerful. His his mouth is the only thing that screws him up. You know? Yeah, if he could keep the if he could keep it shut and off Twitter, yeah, he wouldn't have given, you know, his opposition so much ammunition all the Don, time. Donald Trump, he was his worst enemy. He was definitely his worst. Enemy. He he did a lot of great things for businesses. You would never notice if you if you wasn't making that kind of money in business. I have a back and forth argument all the time, but most of the time I'm speaking to people whose businesses don't make a substantial amount of money to where as though they really gonna understand and understand it. But um, he did a lot of great things for businesses, and you would only know that if you was if you was making that kind of money, you know, to in business. Um, but the PPP and everything that came from his administration. So I mean, you know, um, but the point that I was making is that you know. 
I, I was a huge fan. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his mouth. You know, that's yeah, the, 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 that's the, that's we the, can all agree on that. Yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, let that, let me. Ref- I was that's what that's the best way to put it. Is just his delivery. It's just you know, it's out of pocket. But the art of the deal was one of my favorite books. Um, you know, and uh, and um, and if you read through that book, you know, and if you read it, you know what I'm talking about. But he talks about when you know he was he was walking down the street and. You know, the, the homeless person, he said, the, you know, the homeless yeah. person. He asked him for, for money, and he's like, buddy, you got more money than me. Exactly. <laughs> like, yep. yeah, like, I'm so yep. in debt right now. Like, he was you on got his more way money. To, he was on his way to the bank to renegotiate because they was getting ready for clothes on everything. Yeah. But, it was like a turning point in, like, his. Yep. So, I mean, you know, like, I, I uh, you know, like, to hear his story. People See, people say, well, he filed bankruptcy. He did this. He did that in the third. Man, you know, you can't knock his hustle. He used every resource available that that is available in the, in this country for him to use, you know, and and that's what he did, you know. And and I mean, you know, it ain't a, it ain't a law to file bankruptcy. Well, I mean, like it, if you go, like you go to war, like you're gonna get blood on you. Like when you're out in business, like that's how like people look at bankruptcy. Kind of, I mean, yeah. there are people that take advantage of it. So I get that, but bankruptcy is there to be like, hey, look, like you took a risk yeah. for the better of society. And right. It didn't work out for you. You're you're shit out of luck. So I we're mean, gonna let you reset here. I mean, but you're still shit out of luck. It's really not a help. You're not really getting helped out yeah. in a bankruptcy situation. Well, you know, you're 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 um, you know, you tried, and 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 I I don't think no multimillionaire or billionaire goes into anything saying that I'm going to build this and then file bankruptcy, you know, you, you're just, you become overwhelmed. I've been there before, you know, I've been, I've never filed bankruptcy by the grace of God, you know, but, but I definitely have been to the point where, you know, the, the people are ringing at the doors looking for their money and I don't have it. And, you know, and, and, and I can only imagine with that, with, with scale that was on a level of $200 million or something like that when my little, Hundred thousand, <laughs> you know, was was ringing heavy at the time, you know. But um, you know, but uh, but just people like him, you know, just just looking at stories that you know, uh, when you when you are able and capable of building something uh, from whatever got handed to you, you know, next to nothing, you know, Trump wasn't Trump when he became who he was. He he built it all. I don't care if his dad gave him fourteen million or whatever he gave him, but I mean, he still built a yeah, nobody would turn it down mm-hmm. <laughs> he, yeah. you know nobody if he said i'm gonna give you a huh, give you this or show you the game on how to get it and nobody would turn it down so you know but um that was a really good book so that's the answer to your question man books like that i like i love to read you know those rental books just you know just showing you how to just cash flow and if i decided to get into um you know the banks and different things like that you know just like reading those kind of books but um but it has to be something that's really really piques my interest yeah for sure i'm the same way i i only really read like banking books and and history and stuff like that i'm real into history because i think um like the more you read about history like the more you can kind of see things clearly today yeah like there's a lot of stuff uh, i agree to that what's something uh, do you like what is something like the fish thing. The fish thing. The yeah. fish thing is the is like what I said to them earlier. Like somebody said something about Catholicism, or we were talking about something, and I was like, "Well, like, do you do you even know why people why Catholics don't eat meat on Fridays?" And like everybody was like, "Well, no, it's like part of the religion." I'm like, "Well, no, 
the Catholic Church had a monopoly on the fishing industry uh-huh. back in like the 1500s, 1600s, and you know, in the feudal times or post feudal, it's like they needed to raise sales, so they made meat illegal on Fridays, so people had no choice but to buy fish so wow. that they could make more money. Okay, so it's like people are like, wait, that can't be true. It's like, no, because you've been following something blindly your entire life <laughs> and you had no idea why you were doing it. Wow. And I love, like, that happens, when that happens to me, I'm like, holy, that's why we do that? Wow. I love that, like, feeling. And, you know, yeah, I don't really get that from history. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's like stuff like that. I'm like, holy shit, that's why we do that? <laughs> no, I need to tell people this. And people are like, that's not true. It, there's one other thing I can read, too. I can read anything when you say history. I... You know, this is short term history, but but I can read anything about nine eleven. Um I'm I can I can read anything about that. I was uh, you know, fascinated with nine eleven and how it impacted our country and uh just you know, um just you know, I was a big a big part of uh just being emotionally hit by it. So so I, I, I can find myself reading anything about nine eleven. Yeah, 'cause you you were young twenties then. Yeah. So yeah. you were just kind of like getting started out in business at that point? I was actually in business. I was yeah. in business and I actually um I I went to New York and and moved cars for free. Um, you know, and um uh, and and I always loved New York. You know, I was I always been a big New York fan. Uh when I would drive, I used to haul cars um for a uh, uh, auction. And um and I used to haul cars and uh this is before the trend, you know, this is when the Twin Towers were still up, so I would always stop my truck on the side of the highway and get out and take pictures in New York with the Twin Towers and stuff. So I was always fascinated with New York City. I'm still a huge fan of New York right now today. Yeah. So, um, you know, I love I love Manhattan. I mean, just big on – I'm a city life guy, so, you know, you know, and I'm from Philly, so, you know, but uh, but New York is, is definitely uh, – New York's a city. Yeah. Philly's a big town. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you yeah. try, when you start traveling the world and stuff like that, you're like, Philly's not a city. Yeah, you start seeing New York and Hong Kong and yeah, places like, like that. Nah. Yeah, you like that's exactly right. But yeah, New York is is amazing. Um, you know, it's just it's so many different boroughs and it's so much going on. There's so many cars and taxis, and that's the life I love. I I'm a, I'm a suburban guy, you know, but but I'll the take action. a yeah. I like the horns and the buses and the. The, the 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 subway and all that stuff that's that's just that's who I really am yeah that's that's awesome what do you how do you see New York getting through like the next couple of years like as tar, as far as like Manhattan goes I don't know man you know I think New York is on all I mean a lot of people moving out of New York you know just because but I mean you got people moving out you got people that's gonna be moving in them buildings is there you know and them businesses is gonna be there you know. I mean, I, I'm 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 not really too sure about how how they're gonna overcome a lot of different things. Didn't didn't somebody just resign from up there or something like that? Yeah. So they've had like resignations. Kumo, or well, the governor's got a sex allegation against him. Yeah. The governor or the mayor of New York City yeah. is like going. Uh, Blasio is going hard yeah. on the the mask and vaccine thing, and they're losing more police. Like they've they've had more resignations yeah, my, things the last year than they've had. Like they can't afford to lose anybody, so yeah. it's just kind of like a, it's going to be a weird place for a little while. I hear my cousin, you know, my cousin is a um. I hear him. He we talk sometimes about you know his job, but he's a New York City police officer. Um, so whenever he's in town or whenever I, you know um we we chatting, 
chatting it up. You know, you, you talk about it, you know, and um, it just seems like everybody's up there is just doing their job and, you know, and just uh, getting by like the rest of us. Yep. Short staffed. That's exactly right. Yeah. Nurses exactly are short staffed. Right. Have you heard about like any of the nursing sign on bonuses they're giving in the Philly hospitals? They're giving a sign on bonus. 25 grand. Wow. So, like, nurses are, like, they're trying to be like, oh, we're losing nurses. What do we do? Give everybody 25 grand that signs on. So all the nurses that they thought they were going to attract left to go to the other hospital that's also offering the 25 grand. So, like, literally, they thought they were going to create this huge solution, but, like, it was, like, whoever lit the most money out first, like, got all the people, and now there's, like, a worse problem at some of these hospitals. That, 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 that solution, that sign-on bonus is was the silliest thing in my opinion for a bunch you of disrespect to you do. disrespect your current employees yep. like what are you supposed to do go around and give 25 grand to all the existing yeah. nurses yeah. you're gonna scorn all your existing employees listen that's a, that's a horrible thing that all these businesses are sign on bonus and this that and the third and 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 i was uh i was i'm guilty of even uh suggesting it in my own company i'm like Maybe we should get a sign-on bonus. And I'm, I came to my senses and like, I'm not giving nobody shit. Like, <laughs> either you want to work or you don't. Like, I'm, you want a job, I'll give you a job. You want something for working, my HR. Uh, you don't get a bonus for starting work. Yeah. You get you show up hard as fuck for a year, and then I'll give you a bonus. Yeah, fuck that. You know I'm, what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you thanks shit. for filling out this app. Here's some money. What the, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, you want to work. I'll pay you well. The only company or the only institution that can give signing bonuses, in my opinion, is the military. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's an incentive. You can die. It's like you, you, get, you, you, you could get shot in the face. Yeah, right. We'll give you exactly. 50 grand. You could no, go buy a Camaro real quick. Or put your family in, in a situation where if you do die, you're okay. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I'm telling you, I ain't – listen, I'll pay you well. Like, one thing about my company is I'm, I'm very proud that – you know, we we are we have really made some significant changes into paying our people really really well. Yeah, and it takes some it takes time to get there. Yeah, like I tell like our current crew of guys, like our ride or die team. Yeah, like they will reap all the benefits. Yep. and then you kind of you see other companies like offering health care, four hundred one ks, and all this, and like you go to our guys, and they're just like, no, we're good. Like we're getting the money. We've got the goals. Like, yep. there's bigger things that we're getting yep. longer term. And, like, you know, there's a lot of trust in us to deliver that. Absolutely. Which I wear, like, I mean, I, like, wear that proudly, but I know what responsibility that is. So, right. it's, like, kind of, like, I don't understand why people think that there's just, like, this, this like, ease about doing things. It's, like, we're going to find the ease. And to us internally, it's, like, no, we're going to, like, we're going to do it the right way. It's probably going to be the difficult way. But, like, the benefits of doing it the right way, like, will yield such long-term benefits. Absolutely. And there's a lot of things that are currently happening now that we set up, like, previously. And people are like, oh, what are you guys doing? Or, like, what's this? Yeah. And it's like, well, we made these decisions so long ago that it's like people weren't seeing what we were trying to do in the beginning. And now people still don't see, but there's starting to be people seeing. And, like, you're starting to be like, oh, I think I understand what's going on here. Or the goals are pushing on quality and things like Absolutely. that. It's like, at first, it's like, why are you pushing on quality? You just build houses and make the money. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but what if something happens and there's less people to build houses? Is the best company still going to be building houses? Yeah. Probably. You don't want to And be that's how I operate. It's like, you got to operate like your back's against the wall all the time. Absolutely. I need to be the best because when it matters, the best wins. 
like, yeah, there's rock, paper, scissors, but I'm the gun. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, you guys can play rock, paper, scissors over there, but, like, when you bring your shit over here, yes, it's gun. Absolutely. And, like, that, like, those people, like, were always, like, especially when I was younger, like, young 20s, I'd be, like, at parties and stuff, being, like, trying to talk business and stuff with people, and they'd be, like, who's this loser? <laughs> and then, like, I've had people that, like, were at those parties now, like, come up to me, and now they've, like, tried to become realtors or insurance brokers or whatever, like, you know, salesy position they're taking. They're, like, damn, like, I remember when you used to, like, we're talking about all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, no, it's 10 years later and I have it. It's like, that's what it took. It took 10 years. Wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be about it for so long. Absolutely. And honestly, back then, I thought if I was like about it hard enough, it would come faster than that. Right. But now when I like talk to guys like this or like, you know, you know, oh, like Brian Mernet, like all those guys, it's like, it's 10 years. It's like the better part of 10 years. Right. Almost always. If you're real dumb, it's like 20. Like, the average I've noticed is, like, 10 years, usually it takes people to figure it out. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Sure. It's, and then it's, like, survival of the 10. It's, like, can you survive your own mistakes for 10 years? Yeah. Before you, like, wake up and realize. And, like, your best bet is, like, somewhere around year seven, you're, like, there's got to be some better way. There's got to be a better way. And then you get into this, like, I'm going to find the better way. And you're searching for better ways all the time. And then you find, like. Grant Cardone or Andy Frazella, and you find all these people putting out the information, and then you got to sift through all the bullshit of their information to figure out like who actually is the person. And I found it's much it's much easier to connect with like Byron or somebody else that like I can go to his business, I can like meet his people. Like that was always easier for me to do than then like trust in like some dude selling something over a podcast. I tell my like, let me meet somebody just doing it. I tell my daughter all the time. I tell her all the time that you guys got something that we never had in business growing up. Y'all got social media. Yeah. You just made a comment about Grant Cardone and this person and that person. That was social media. But I come from an era where we didn't have social media. You had phone books. We had phone books. We had quarters and pay phones. And, and, and And we had beepers. You know, we didn't have, you know, the cell phone that this right here, you gave me this back in 97, 98. And I was the I was the hottest thing smoking, you know. But we didn't have that, so we had to make do with building businesses with the phone books, like you said, or flyers, or going by and shaking hands. You actually had to build relationships to get to earn someone's business. I would get in my car when I was seven, when I was eighteen, and my dad had left me his car, and I had a tow truck at the time. It's my first business, a towing business, and. If I wasn't in a tow truck towing a vehicle, I was in my car passing out flyers, shaking hands to try to tow people's cars. I had a special $25 anywhere in Philadelphia. And I had a flyer that I made up because there wasn't no computers back then. I mean, not computers that most people could afford. So I I wrote me a flyer and kind of designed it with a Sharpie marker and, and drove my car to Kinko's. This is back in the day before you had a, uh, you know, like I know that we didn't have a computer and we didn't have like, like a copy uh, machine, copy machine yeah. stuff at home. So you remember Kinko's. So I, I took, I drove up to Kinko's and made a bunch of copies. And when I wanted to make a smaller flyer, I would take and I would write, I would put four lines on a piece of paper and write the same thing four times and copy those and, and then, then cut them. them. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I would do. I would run around the city. I would go to all the repair shops. I would go to all the, you know, the, 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 the salvage yards, whatever, and I would shake hands 
and meet people and talk to people. And I watch all my buddies now. They, I don't know that they do that no more, but I never got away from that when I was in that business. But now what do people do? They turn to social media. People need to hire people. They go to social media. People need to, you know, they're trying to build a business. What are they doing? They go on the social media. You know, all the real estate typhoons and people that's local, you know, all the, you know, shout out to all the real estate people that, that I know I follow. They go to social media, you know, because there's a group of people that you can buy or that will buy into you right on social media. But you can we create a community very efficiently. Yep. But we wasn't able to do that back then. So if you was a hustler back then, then you, this right here is easy. That's why when you come to my Instagram or my Facebook, like, I don't have a lot of followers. Like, I mean, I've never been that person that engaged because I'm, I'm on the boots for, I'm on, I'm, I'm boots on the ground for real. Like, you know, like I'm not on social media, but my phone's at my office is blowing, you know, you know. My well, I mean, yeah, we can attest to that. When you walk in and your phone was going off a yeah, lot. Yeah, and I, it's, I mean, it's probably about 20 missed calls and I just silenced it, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? But that's my cell phone. But my office line I mean, I already know, like, like I'm good at what I do, and it ain't social media. I'm good at building real relationships with people. See, in social media, if I got 10,000 people following me, only really two, 300 people will probably really care about what, what's going on. And maybe out of that two or 300, only really 10 of them is going to buy into what I, what I got going on. So why don't I go straight to the source? If it's 10 people... Because I got to keep doing these videos and keep showing people, you know, uh, who I am and, you know, keep validating myself. I might as well just take myself to the person that I need to go directly to and do business with them, you know. And, 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 um, and, and that's the way it's always been. I used to do, like, you know, motivational stuff on, on the Internet, on, on social media. I do miss doing that. I got a little depressed when Corey passed away, so I stopped kind of, like, being on the internet like that, not really much posting, just here and there, some stuff here and there. But um, you know, but but I've changed too since yeah, then. Un- so. Well, I mean, understandably. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, so so you know, so um, you know, so we all change, you know. But but for social media, man, I just never, you know, I never, re- I never made money from so- social media. Didn't have no impact on any of my businesses at all not one sometimes i ask myself like why does my businesses even have a social media page because we ain't never hired nobody from off of them (laughs) we ain't never got no business from none of them you know you know what i like it for is it just opens up the community for um for the all the, the internal team to see everything but then now that you got microsoft teams you know or something like that it's like the same thing so you know you know but um just the employees to meet each other and kind of like if you don't, if you work in Texas, but do you work in Indiana, you know, we can kind of see each other pictures, but yeah, create a little com- micro community. Exactly. Well, and that's so, cool too, though. Yeah, that's that's, what we that's have. almost more effective and more meaningful than having a lot of followers. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I had a message from somebody uh, earlier that like I talked to him personally through Instagram, but I didn't like connect because like I self I'm selfish with Instagram. I really don't spend too much time. Like, yeah. I connect with like I'll find people like you. And yeah. I'll connect in every day with the people. But, right. Like, I don't. I just don't have the time. Yeah, see, I got a lot of people that I mean, like, like I got a, I got a, I don't have a ton of followers, but my my followers are some hit heavy hitters. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like they meaningful people. Like you know, you know, I have fifteen hundred people that I can probably go through there and 
and raise a, you know, I can raise a million by 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? With a phone call in my word. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, screw about all that other stuff. I mean, if it, it, it's, it's, it ain't about, you know, how many people you know, it's uh, who you know. But this guy, like, I didn't realize he, we also, like, he follows our business. Like, I didn't realize he was connected to this other business page. And he was like, yeah, I'm trying to build my following, you know. Here's my business page. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, we already, you know, follow you from most of our accounts. I'm like, well, what are your, like, he was asking for advice on how to build a following. And I'm like, I don't really have that big of a following at all. So there's that. But then I kind of asked him a question. I'm like, well, what are you trying to do? I was yeah. like, are you trying to just, like, reach the whole United States with your, like, remodel business? Like, you can't drive all around. Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to connect with people, like, in your same position? What are you, are you trying to meet people locally? Because we've found that, like, the social media for us is really just a backstop. Yeah. It's like, I get out there, and, and like, me and you meet at the bar. I'm, like, talking to your wife. We're having a good time. You're like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I own this company. You're like, oh, well, what is it? I'm like, well, just follow our Instagram. Check it out. Yeah. And the next thing in the morning, you're, like, on the toilet. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I need this guy for that. Yeah. It's like you don't – it makes us look good after we've done a good job, like, making a friend. Yeah. I try to push the big businesses, like, you know, like 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 my wife's business. Like, you know, she's an interior designer. So I push them followers on her. Like, you need all the followers. You need people to see your product because that's what – That business much, is driven by that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So when I, my wife started her Instagram page, I was all on her. Like, honey, you need, like – 200,000 followers or, you know, let's hurry up get it into the thousands. And the th- and she's like, no, honey, I don't care about that. I'm like, <laughs> but you got to do this. You know, this is, the, you know, they got to see, cause I mean, you know, you know, when you come in my house, I mean, we get compliments because my wife's a designer. So, you know, she's just great at what she does, you know? So the home is, 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 is beautiful. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, you know, so, but, but it's all thanks to her. Like, you know, I mean, when I walk in my house, it's, you know, sometimes I'm like, damn, you know, so I, I've learned over the years to recognize and to um, appreciate my wife for what it, what she's really great at. So when I really took that and tried to convert it into a business, because I'm always thinking about the money. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> she just talking about having fun and, you know, maybe just building this brand for herself but i'm thinking like all right we gotta make some money i need to put you in the ad in the oprah magazine you know so i need to <laughs> expose you and uh and and that, that's what that's the stuff that i'm focused on more so yeah i when it came down to instagram and facebook and followers and things like that i always tried to put it on her so if you needed flowers you knew who to call you know you knew to call Ms. melissa may florals if you needed you know um you would get married or you needed a um you know some kind of designing you know home designer or stager or something and you knew it was melissa may designs you know so you know my businesses i realized early on that they just really just it didn't matter how many followers we had or it just didn't matter like i, I didn't care like i mean I, your, I learned your help is like you're helping people out of a jam. Yeah. They're not like liking Instagram nope. posts on yeah. your page nope. while they're waiting. Oh, no, he fixed the truck. It's exactly. like, oh, he just fixed that truck. He's coming to mine next. Like, exactly. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. We, but we have it. We have it so you can kind of remember us if you ever in a jam. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're in a car. I don't care if you never had AAA. If you break down, you think AAA. Yeah. You, I don't care if you're 50 of your homies got tow trucks. If you break down, AAA is gonna cross your mind. So that's why we 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 put the content out there on the regular, 
just because we have a lot of big trucking companies that follow our page mm-hmm. that use us. So it's refreshing to them, and it keeps them in their mind. If we post something every day and they're scrolling every day, they got 15 trucks broke down, I'm calling Interstate. Yep. Mm. I'm calling Interstate. It doesn't matter to have 10,000 because only five of them have companies. That, yeah. Right, exactly. Get it. exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, social media is a tool. You have to kind of find how, if how you, it works best for you. Yeah. Yeah, I try to teach my daughter that, you know, use it as a tool. Yeah. Don't allow it to govern you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. And that's what it does with our children right now. Yeah, do you it, experience that at home with your kids? Like, they're all up in the social media. My my daughter lives in it. Lives in it. I mean, you know, and my daughter is like, you know, I, 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 I can't say that I hate it. I don't love it, but I understand, you know. Um, but I be trying to get her off of it because I be trying to, prepare her for her adulthood she's 18 right now so you know she's getting ready to go to college and and um and i just be kind of wanting her to you know like cut it down a little bit so we can focus on school and so we can focus on whatever you got going on afterwards you know you know hurry up and hit it big so i can retire you know (laughs) take over these businesses or something like that you know so i'm trying to put her there because if she can get where i was at 18 and i can see that then I know it's gonna be it's gonna be, be gravy okay, for yeah. her, right? Yeah. yeah, for her, you know. It's it's I tell her all the time, you know. I'm straight, you know. I didn't live my, you know, eighteen and twenties and thirties. I'm in my forties now. You got to get here, you know. You got to get here, and you got and hopefully, you know, you can get here without having to go through the hurdles that I went through. That's the that's the that's the goal. Dude, that's awesome. I really appreciate you coming out, man. Yeah. No problem, bro. You know, I'm so glad I like harassed you for a straight year. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, dude. Man. I knew you, I there's something about you. I just like I knew this guy was gonna be. He's just a cool guy. You just put off that vibe, man. Man, I appreciate all you respect, me, man. Absolutely, yeah, dude. Thank you so much. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You definitely learned a whole bunch of shit on this episode. No, so, yeah, like, I mean, I if did you didn't, shit. yeah, yeah, definitely hit the subscribe button, uh, like. Uh, go find you know our man here if you I don't know want some advice have some questions whatever he's out there and underscore be underscore Tarleton T A R L T O N on Instagram that's, yeah that's dude. that's really the only platform that you know anybody else need to follow me yeah so dude thanks for thanks for coming thanks for listening watching uh, thanks uh, to Gilmar and uh, we're out all right peace. <laughs>